0: Hello, and welcome to Talk to Take Tuesdays. As always, thank you for spending five to seven minutes of your week with me unless we have guests or unless we have a special program like we do today. Friends, today we conclude our Black History Month. And I gotta say this, you know, um, when I first started, I told you that someone asked me, does Black History Month really matter? And I said, yes, it does. And let me tell you something, during the past Three weeks, I've had people from all races and cultures come up to me and tell me they've been enjoying the lessons. And more importantly, they shared with me where they came from their plight, their issues, and their situations. I've learned so much about other people's plights. You know, it's funny. Last last Wednesday, my friend Lou called me up, right? I love Lou, he's a good guy. He called me up to tell me, which I never knew that all slavery was outlawed in Mexico in 1837. Now the little twitch there, because Texas was in Mexico up until 1836, but well, we won't even go there. I'm gonna leave that alone. But as you can see, Black History Month, it does matter. So thank everyone. Now you're gonna love today's episode. I'm telling you this story, Is one I've never heard of. We were trying to do first, of course, right? We did uh, all the episodes. The shows have been first for a lot of people. This was a first for me, and I love this story. So get your popcorn, get your kids, set them down. You're going to love, love, love this story. Now, of course, in 1860, we're in the Civil War, and uh, that is to free slaves, as people say, right? We're in 1860, we're in the Civil War, In the year 1862, President Abraham Lincoln does something very unusual uh, in the United States, uh, and particularly in Washington, D.C., where he was at. So what he does is he tells all these slave owners, right? He says, look, I'll make a deal with you. If you free your slaves, the slaves you own, if you free them, we're gonna compensate you for this. Now, what do we always talk about? Reparations, right? This was the first form of reparations around slavery. Let me finish my story, and you tell me if you hate it or you love it. So what Abraham Lincoln does is, he goes to these families, say if you let your slaves go, we'll pay you for the amount that you paid for your slaves, plus we know you're gonna need money to have your fields taken care of, so we're gonna give you a little extra so you can actually pay them. Right, so that's what he does. And the average uh, uh, reparation that was given back was around $300 per slave. Now, some of the most prominent people at that time owned slaves. There was a gentleman who did, donated a lot of land. His name was George Washington Young. He was friends with George Washington. George Washington Young, he was given $18,000 back in that time. That is the equivalent today of around $600,000, okay? There's another gentleman, there's there's a hotel right across the street from the Capitol, where the Capitol riots occurred. It's called the Willard Hotel. He received $2,500. Now, this is where our story really gets interesting. So sit back. Our hero of our story today, his name is Gabriel Coakley. Gabriel Coakley. I never heard of Gabriel Coakley. Now, a lot of people, most people, we don't know if Gabriel Coakley was born free, if he was emancipated, how he came into the picture. But he was a free black man at the time. And he was a businessman. He had a oyster business. So, Mr. Coakley's doing his thing. He goes and he falls in love with this young lady named Mary. Unfortunately, Mary... Was a slave on someone else's plantation. Now, back then, slave owners would allow you to marry a person, but you couldn't take her, right? So Copley gets married to Mary, and he starts to figure out how he can purchase his wife. And that's what he does, he's worked really hard, and he finally purchases her for $300. But he doesn't stop there. See, in the meantime in between time, they had two children while she was still on her plantation, which meant those two children became the property of the plantation owner. So of course, he worked hard, worked hard, and he bought his two children. Then he went to another plantation, and he purchased his sister. And she had children, and Mr. Copley bought her two children. So by all means and by all manners, they were free. Keep that in mind. But were they actually? Hmm. Interesting question. So now in 1862, I told you, Abraham Lincoln, he has this program. It's called the Reparation Compensation Act of 1862. Reparation Compensation. So Mr. Copley, he's sitting around and he's thinking to himself, I'd like to get some of that money. Now, friends, here's the deal. A lot of black people, when you purchase or you bought a family member or a loved one, there's actually another step you technically should have taken. You could have paid a little more money to emancipate them fully. But why would you do that, right? That's your wife, your kids. You don't want to go through that whole deal. And guess what? It turned out to be a good thing for Mr. Copley. Because what he did was, he said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say... That I want to be compensated for the slaves that I own, which were actually his family members. And Mr. Copley, he had all his receipts. He wrote up very detailed reports about what each family member could do. And he didn't call them their family. He, didn't, he didn't call them his family members. He just described them as this person, Mary Copley. She's very good with children. He named his sister. She can do this. He named his kids. And then he proceeded to go before the board to say, I want to be compensated just like everybody else. Now, in a way, it was a good thing, but in a way he felt horrible because I've still got to treat them like they're my property. But he wanted to get paid. He goes before the board. They're trying to push back a little bit, but he's like, oh, no, 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 no. How is this any different? And friends, he threw that Hail Mary pass, and guess what? It got caught. Mr. Copley was given $1,500. Now back in that day, $1,500 they said today is the equivalent of $65,000, which you could do a lot with that, right? So that $1,500 he brings into his household and from that he's able to educate his daughter. He's able to have a better life for his wife, for his sister, for his nieces and friends. In fact, what happens is his daughter, she goes on and she marries a dentist. His name is Thomas Edwards. He is a very, very, very famous prominent person at Howard University, very famous back in the 1800s. They have all kinds of plaques in his name, Thomas Edwards. They go on to have a child. Her name is Lena Edwards. I've heard of Lena Edwards in some of my history classes. His daughter, Lena Edwards, is the first OBGYN a woman of color in America. She becomes a doctor, okay? And then, you know how stuff plays out because it's like a snowball effect? She goes on the granddaughter, Lena, she has six children. Now, her eldest daughter becomes the first black person ever admitted into Cornell's medical school. She has another son that becomes a doctor. Her third child, he becomes one of NASA's first black engineers. She has another child that becomes a professor at a college. And then she has another child that becomes one of the first black Catholic priests in America. And then another child that becomes a business owner. Six children. See the snowball effect. The snowball effect of things just after helping each other. Now friends, I'm gonna change up a little bit right now because we've been talking all month about being the first and that is great. Being the first is fantastic, but I'm gonna tell you this, it's really sad. If you're the first and you become the only, you're the first person to do something, but you don't help anybody else. Let's jump back to Mr. Copeland. Let me tell you what he did. When he was successful at being awarded that $1,500, he went around to five other persons like him that had purchased family members. And he told them, look, this is what you have to do. And he sat down with them and he made sure that they had the receipts. He made sure they had the right wording. And each one of those other five families, they were awarded compensation also. You can't just be the first. You gotta make sure that you're not the last. You know, friends, if you don't help somebody else, who cares that you're the first? And you all, you all, you all have something that you can share with somebody, okay? If you meet a person, as ridiculous as it may sound, they say, you know, I've never had cheesecake. Be the first person to offer them cheesecake. You know, if you've been married for 30 years and you meet a couple and they're saying, we're struggling, we don't know. Tell them how you became the first person in your family to stay married. Whatever it is, give back. Be the first, but friends, don't be the last. I want to share this story with you. now, And I, and I believe there's a direct connection with this. About 35 years ago, me, or let me be proper, Don, Percy, and I, my friends, we're having dinner in Long Beach And we're there to celebrate because our friend Don had just graduated from the University of Houston. He was the first one of us to graduate. And we're sitting there, right, celebrating Don. And over the next six months, Don, he's calling me, he's calling Percy. He's like, look, how many more classes do you have? And friends, six months later, I'm standing under a tree in Pomona as I watch my buddy Percy graduate and become an engineer, which he is today. He's an engineer. And after that, he started bugging me. Tate, how many more classes do you have? How many more cl-? And friends, from that, I saw my boy Gene graduate. I bugged him. I saw my boy Darius graduate. And guess what, friends? I graduated. Don was the first, but he kept bugging us. He made sure he wasn't the last. Now, friends, let's fast forward even beyond that point. About, I don't know, 15 years after that, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia on a hot, hot day in Georgia. And I got sick. This is a funny story. I always get sick. Right? I got sick at Disneyland. I'm at this stadium. I get sick. They have to call the ambulance. I'm getting sick, but I had to I told I told the driver, you can't take me yet. Because I gotta see my daughter, my oldest daughter walk across the stage. She graduated from college. And friend, guess what? Two years ago, I saw my second daughter graduate from college. And friends, my youngest Ms. Raven, who you guys uh were introduced to. Again, a couple of weeks ago, she's on the verge of graduating from college. So regardless, Don was the first. We're family, but he wasn't the last. So again, just because you're the first, please make sure you're not the last. Oh, we're the first black person to move into this neighborhood. Yeah, that's great. But share it with other people. You know what? And I don't care. And it's not this is not just for black people. This is for all people. I don't care if your skin is purple, blue, or green. Make sure that you become a conduit for someone else to enjoy a better life. So friends, today we continue our listening to the original and the remake of songs. So today's song was originally done in 1985 by the artist Prince. Uh, he did it with his band was, the album was called prince and the family that was the only album they ever did together is prince and the family um the song it wasn't one of his favorites at that time uh, he didn't even like the song at the time from what is stated however it was remade in 1990. given his approval he loved the version done in 1990. it was done by miss Sinead o'connor unfortunately miss o'connor passed away in july of 2023 she did a great job on this song, so we're gonna take first a listen to Miss Sinead O'Connor, and then we'll take a listen to Prince. I can eat my dinner. Friends, the original version by Prince. Since you have been gone I can do whatever I want I can see whomever I choose I, 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 I. I can eat my dinner in the fancy restaurants But nothing I said, Nothing can take away this blues. Cause nothing compares compares to you. Okay, friends, there you have it. Our Black History Month is complete. And, friends, I'll see you next Tuesday. Only without you here. Like a bed without a song Oh, oh, oh